It's the first Monday in uh, the brand new year. It's time for Food Talk, and I am, uh, I'm Marianne Myers, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda, and Happy New Year. Thank you. I've got my New Year apron on. You do? What is it? <laughs> what makes it a New Year apron? Well, um, I have my, my favorite apron of all time, and it finally, I think it actually shredded <laughs> <laughs> the fabric. I mean, you have to use like little bunny ear quotation marks when you use the word fabric. The fabric of it just kind of let go. And so um, I've got one um, uh, pretty much like it. And so I broke it out of the drawer and I've got my New Year's apron on. New Year, new apron. It's auspicious. Yeah, yeah. And it it was um, kind of, you know, it, it kind of mirrored the year. It was like 2021. Goodbye, you shredded year. <laughs> yeah, I know. On the other hand, here we are, you know, yeah. you and I are remote recording for for more than one reason, but there's still a pandemic going raging out there. And, yeah. um, and we've had some winter weather earlier than ever. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was fun recording in the studio. It was really nice while it lasted. Yeah. yeah one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to talk to you no matter what. I wonder now that we are emerging from the, um, <laughs> December is just exhausting. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I am uh, wondering what you're cooking now that we don't have to support any sort of special occasion. Um, I, I've been just uh, mostly just goofing around with baking, you know. Yeah. Um, just, just, yeah, just, um, just trying new baking things or baking things that I haven't baked before. I think just because, you know, it's been so cold. Wasn't that snow or something? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Really I know. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to go driving in it. I just, you know, they asked you not to, and I didn't need anything pressing, and I didn't want to go slide my car into Plaza Jalisco. <laughs> Along with everyone else, because, you know, I it's know. so been done already. <laughs> I know, I know. Those poor people. <laughs> I know, I know. And, you know, that building uh, in downtown Astoria has been everything from a Shakey's Pizza on, and, um, it, and it, it's current... Um, incarnation of Plaza Jalisco is not the first uh, restaurant in that building that's been plowed into over the years. It's just a uh, got a little bad, target on its front door. Bad corner. Yeah, yeah. There was that. Remember, there was that little candy store called Duffy's, and it got hit, and it was real close to there. Yeah, that's right. I remember, forgot. it got hit bad. There was um, some drunk lady that pushed a parked pickup truck right through the store oh gosh I, I remember that yeah that was really something oh yeah. well yeah yeah um, so I, to avoid that I've been staying home <laughs> that's good that's good yeah. well my yeah. last uh, opportunity to do a show in the KMUN studio was Sunday uh the Sunday of the big snow and ice storm <laughs> And so, oh, wow. yeah, it was unnecessarily exciting to get there, although nothing bad happened to me, nor did I see anyone else have, uh, an, a, you know, any trouble, but it's just, uh, you know, we're not used to it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to tell my brothers about it back home in Minnesota and I'm like, get ready to laugh. Your sides are going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but we are paralyzed by three inches of snow. We are. <laughs> yeah. We totally yeah. are. <laughs> oh. Hey, uh, do you ever make any chocolate cookies? 
No. I mean, I, I really like them. And I, I think they're the best kind of cookie you can make and eat right out of the oven. You oh, know? so good. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. So I, I um, Martha Stewart has a good chocolate cookie recipe that's so good when you eat it, you know, right out of the oven. And then Dory Greenspan has those world peace cookies that yes. she's super famous for. Yes. Have you ever made those? No, I've never even they're, had one. Oh, they're really good. They're um, they're kind of shortbready. Like I think they're officially a stable or stable. <laughs> 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 but they're they're very chocolatey and they're very good. I was um, thinking about them, and then um, of course, you know, it's the time of year for New Year's resolutions, and and one of mine is to reorganize my cookbooks. What I did was I reorganized them last New Year's. And then I can't find anything now. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was trying so hard to find my Dory Greenspan book because I wanted to make those cookies. And I realized, oh, I just got to do this again. And then I got to put tape on all the shelves of the bookcase so I can really know what's going on here and not think that I'm going to memorize all these bookcases across the whole house. So So are you, when you organize your cookbooks, are you, how are you doing that? I mean, is it just by, is it alphabetical or is it by kind of thing or what do you do? Well, not alphabetical because I don't know, you know, half the authors of right, right. what I buy, you know, like, like if you buy something on pizza fermenting dough, you know, I don't know who that author is. I just know that it sounded like a really interesting book. So I, I do them by categories and like, like some categories like Asian food, that's just a category. Right. Food, that's just a category. But then baking, most of my books are baking books. So I've got, um, you know, cookies cakes, uh-huh. um, bread, pizza, uh-huh. you know, that kind of thing. And, and just in, in sections and, and that works the best for me. But, um, the thing is that there's like cafe books, you know, like yep. cartoon and stuff like that, that Sullivan street baking that, that, um, and just all purpose baking books that don't really go in any category. And I've got to figure out how to get those together and have it make sense to my little brain when I'm looking for something. Yeah, well, and also you have a, you need a library room with one of those ladders that you roll around so you can get to the top of the thing, you know, I mean, seriously. That's all I need is a ladder. (laughs) That'll make life safe for me. Yeah, that'd be good. (laughs) But anyway, any of you out there, if you're looking for something to make, they're not that hard, world peace cookies. Um, by Dory Greenspan. You can find the um, recipe easily on the internet. There's videos of her making them everything. She's real famous for them, and they're just a really, really good cookie. Um, just something if you want to try something. Yeah. Go do go do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a real good time of year to be doing something with the oven. I mean, you yeah. know, we're, we're actually happy to have the oven on, so... Uh, yeah. definitely bake or roast something. My yeah. gosh. One of my ovens, my newest one, is just having like a little conniption fit. It's just every once in a while, it'll just run really hot. And I mean like 50 or 75 degrees hotter than it says. And then it'll be fine. <laughs> it's like it, I've got like an oven poltergeist. And, you know, when I bought it, you know how things are now? Like you have to buy all the Bluetooth stuff with it. It doesn't come without it, you know? So I don't know, like, if I accidentally butt down my oven or what. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But, um, yeah, that's been a real guessing game, a real, I don't know what's going on with it. That's yeah. not good. I know, and I don't want to buy another one, and I don't, 
I think I'll probably have to go down to the appliance place and see if it sounds like something that's fixable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having an I'm having a refrigerator uh, snafu. So I I don't know what is it's winter. Everything's just going to break a little. We're so tired of <laughs> we're so tired of the pandemic that our appliances have even given up. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> so crazy. What are, what are you making? Well, you know, oddly, um, I've been making. Um, I've been getting into salads, which I know is uh, counterintuitive for this time of year, but it's because I have stumbled across a a couple of really what I think of as exceptional salad dressings, and it makes me want to make a salad. And also also a salad um, uh, is like the easiest cheat for working a vegetable into a meal when you just don't feel like you know yeah whatever yeah. Um, so I can be really lazy and um, still have something lovely and it's possible to get great greens locally even um, mm-hmm. all year round so I feel uh, you know I feel okay about making salad oh I but, wonder if the snow will affect that yeah I do too huh. Huh. oh well tell me about the salad dressing oh well uh, one of them is a uh, 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 warm mustard vinaigrette and it's it, it came with a recipe for a brussels sprout salad that is uh, raw brussels sprouts essentially um, julienne really really fine and mm-hmm. then tossed with this dressing and and the salad is fabulous I recommend it uh, because it's got um, uh pistachios in it so it's crunchy and these uh thin sliced brussels sprouts but the and and some uh kind of bitter greens like the recipe calls for a watercress but you could use arugula you could use whatever you can find um but the thing about it that i love and i have used on other things including uh just as a sauce with uh pork loin is oh, this wow. warm mustard vinaigrette. And the thing that I love about it so much is it's, it's, uh, the ingredients are white, vin- white wine vinegar, whole mm-hmm. grain mustard, not, not, uh, Dijon, but whole grain, okay. a little tiny bit of sugar, salt and pepper, um, a, uh, shallot that you just slice real thin, but you don't like mince up. You just leave it. So it kind of separates into its little rings. Um, okay. And then dried apricots that are oh, really? chopped up. And, um, and you mix all of that stuff together and you let the um, apricots and the uh, shallots soak in the vinegar and mustard and uh, that mixture while you're doing everything else. And then when you get ready to make the salad, you put the oil that you would normally put in the dressing, you put it in a skillet. Mm-hmm. and warm it up and this particular dressing is counterintuitive because it's a one-to-one ratio with oil and vinegar when normally you would do like a three-to-one yeah um, okay so it's really uh, acidic compared to your standard vinaigrette but anyway you warm up the oil until it's sizzly and you um um put the uh, dress you put the dressing in it the rest of the dressing in it all of that stuff you've let sit for a while and just let it warm up until it it um, steams pull it off the heat and uh, 
if you're going to use it as a salad, you put your shredded Brussels sprouts and stuff in there while the pan is still warm and the dressing is still warm and um, just toss it to kind of get everything. It, it comes out to be kind of room temp. It's not really it a hot salad. It sounds really good, though. It's fabulous. And that particular dressing, if you make it and spoon it over like a um, pork tenderloin or something like that, it would be great on chicken, too. It's just yeah. lovely. So I got that recipe off the interwebs. I think it was from, uh, I have my horrible little um, handwritten thing I got but I think it might have been an America's Test Kitchen recipe and you can get those they're free Um, so if you go to American America's Test Kitchen or even to YouTube and find uh, Brussels sprout salad with warm mustard vinaigrette you'll be able to get that recipe if you want it I really yeah and I'm sure if you put in pistachio and watercress there's just not that much out there with those three you know yeah, exactly. To find it, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, there's a, a salad in, I think it's Odom Yodelengi's um, book. Um, I think it's Jerusalem. Yeah. And there's a salad that sounds like like it's a sister, but everything is different. Like instead of shallots, there's red onions. And instead of apricots, there's, I think it's dried cherries. And it might be something else. Like I think it's maybe dates. And I always use cherries instead so that in my brain I've got it cherries. Yeah, yeah. But but um, so similar, like you let those things soak, and and um, that's that's also a really really good salad. And that I, I love the whole idea of it, and it really is um, an opportunity to use whatever it is you have. You know, it's yeah. it's the idea of it, and also I think the warm, the part that it's warm, and also that it's one to one oil and uh, acid, which is really nice. So yeah. You know what? It seems like I'm, I'm thinking of like, you know, that salad my grandma made, which was bacon grease and vinegar. And, yes. and it seems like hot, hot dressings are often a lot more vinegar than normal. Yes, I think that's vinegar. true. Yeah. <gasps> that yeah. makes me think of wilted spinach, which I grew exactly. up. Oh. Exactly. That's what I was thinking of with hard-boiled eggs and bacon. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. My grandma called sweet. it a man salad because it's the only salad she could get my grandpa to eat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, maybe that's why everybody did it. Now, my grand, I, I ate that endlessly when I was growing up with my grandmother, yeah. too, and it might be that, that it was the only one my grandfather would eat. I don't know. You see? He wasn't real big on veg. He was big on growing them, not too big on eating them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the other dressing I, I found that um, I use for, I mean, it was a specific salad with uh, bitter greens and pears and blue cheese, but the Thing that, I know that would be good with almost anything drizzled over it, but um, the the dressing is so good that I actually have not made another vinaigrette since I tasted this dressing. Um, really? Yeah, it's not a hot dressing, uh, okay. but it, it's an anchovy vinaigrette. Which you you know, why did I never think of this? I mean. Everything I love has some sort of anchovy in it, Worcestershire, uh, just Thai fish sauce, uh-huh. all of this. You know, there's so many wonderful things that have anchovies in them. And and I got to say to people who don't like anchovies, we're not talking about an anchovy filet on your pizza. Although if I'm sharing <laughs> a pizza with you, I'll trade my pepperoni for your anchovies. But that's not it. 
I'm talking about the actual umami of it being an ingredient that you don't even know is there. You just know it's whatever you're eating is delicious. So um, it's an anchovy filet. It's got garlic, uh, fresh garlic. uh, That's uh, one clove that's just sliced. uh, Some salt, some Dijon, some rice vinegar, not the seasoned kind, just rice vinegar. Fresh lemon juice, honey. Um, a finely diced shallot or onion, and then uh, black pepper and olive oil. Very classic, um, very classic vinaigrette. It's just that the anchovy and the rice vinegar and the honey are, it's just so stinking delicious. And I'm thinking, yeah, it's really good. And um, it is pretty much equal acid to uh, oil also it's only got a couple of tablespoons of oil in it and it's got it's got one and a half tablespoons of rice vinegar and a tablespoon of lemon juice so it's really more acidy than it is oily but um, it's really well balanced and it's absolutely delicious and I got it from uh, uh, Samin Nozrat recipe I really really like it I recommend it and we can get bitter greens almost all year. Yeah, yeah. So well, and it kind of sounds like maybe that's the year we're gonna not have an oily year. We're gonna have a vinegary year. Yeah, we need <laughs> we need the acid because we're that's so. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's my. It's a reflection of my personality after almost two years of that. We're so basic. Yeah. We need yeah, we're balance. so basic. <laughs> Well, and um, so that can be our first New Year's resolution. We're going to have an acid year. Let's just, <laughs> let's all just, uh, you know, I, I, I leave the LSD to your own discretion, but I'm just saying <laughs> whatever it is, we need to, you yeah. know, yeah, take advantage. I want to uh, take a quick sec and uh, let everyone know that Food Talk is a co-production of KMUN and North Coast Food Web. Yeah. So, uh what are you going to do about January? Are you going to take a little time off from cooking? <laughs> I think so. I think I'm going to take at least a couple weeks off. Yeah. I, that's and how just, I um, feel. My yeah. husband had just, a roast beef sandwich and soup for dinner last night. <laughs> I've already started my vacation. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. <laughs> no, he said that's a really good sandwich. <laughs> so, <laughs> Guys like sandwiches. I love that about them. <laughs> yeah, I do too. And I, I like actually, it's like salad in that you open up the refrigerator and you go, what do I have that I can put on this that makes it seem fancy? <laughs> so, yeah. What is new enough? It's not going to kill him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's that too, for yeah. sure. I got some interesting jams for Christmas, which was really oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, really? What? I got some grapefruit marmalade, and that was really good. Oh, and yeah. I got um, some pear ginger lime jam, and that was really good, too. And it was um, really strongly flavored, but it was really well balanced. And so the balance made it okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds like something, too, that would be a really good glaze. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. It sounds like it would be. But grapefruit marmalade, I love marmalade. I never had grapefruit marmalade. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah, I thought, and it was pretty too. I thought it was just a, a great idea. It was just kind of um, champagne-y colored, you yeah, know, not yeah. like bright orange or anything like that. 
And um, um, I've noticed, too, that people are making jams, um, you know, including people I know who are like master canners, making their jams kind of looser. And I like that. I don't mind that at all. You know, in the olden days when your grandma would yell at you not to stir the jelly because you'd mess up the set, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it would make the funk noise when it hit your toast. Yeah. But um, I, I like it when it's um, when there's a lot of people not even using pectin. And I think a big reason is it was so hard to get pectin last year. Um, it Just because of the pandemic, it just wasn't available. But um, um, yeah, I, I like I don't mind at all when jam is loose. You know what you would normally think of as not set up. And yeah. then you can use it on ice cream. Oh, oh, bonus. Yeah. I like it too. And I, I, you know, I usually, if, if the breakfast I'm making involves toast or a bagel or something and, um, I'm setting the table, I will put jam or jelly on the table. And if it's, um, jelly, I always serve it with a spoon because you can't just dig a knife into the jelly jar and expect to come out with anything on your knife but um yeah yeah <laughs> but i i think that that's a great idea just serve it all with a spoon really yeah yeah and it. um anyway it was really good yeah i know like what jennifer burns she's or is it bright i don't know cause yeah she, yeah burns she, bright you know, she's <laughs> a, yeah yeah she's a um professional canner and she she um doesn't use a lot of pectin her, her stuff, stuff is, is so yeah. good, I know, and yeah. I cannot believe that she moved. I mean, seriously, oh. she moved away, and and I only have one half pint of carrot marmalade, <laughs> carrot uh, <laughs> left, and then I'm I don't know, I, I gotta track that woman down and see if she wants to ship something over here. Yeah, I'll I let know. you know because she has, yeah. she is really fabulous. I'm yeah. not, I'm not a, I'm not a canner. I mean, I have been in the past and then I came to Me my too, senses. Me too, but I haven't, I haven't done it for like two years. Yeah, no, I don't want to. I, I, I donated wanna... all my equipment to the food web. <laughs> yeah, well, and I didn't want to battle people for jars, trying to get jars because they were so scarce. And same thing with pectin and lids the last couple of years, you know, because yeah, everybody, uh, you know, yeah. in Armageddon wants to can stuff. Yeah, it's except me. Yeah. If, yeah. If we're coming, if we're coming to the some sort of thing where you can't get anything anymore, I will. Um, I'll figure it out. I just yeah. don't. I'm not going to can. Uh, I, if, yeah. You know, I no longer want yeah. 35 quarts of pickled beets on my yeah. pantry. There's only They're two delicious. of us. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I um. I, I'm in the mood to do winter squash these days, and uh, I guess Ooh. pumpkin is also a winter squash, but um, I'm um, interested in making some, you know, pasta and also, oh, the warm vinaigrette on mm -hmm. uh, that um, bacon with uh, apricots in it would be so good over um, diced up winter squash that's been roasted, yeah, yeah. you know, roasted squash. <gasps> That would yeah. be delicious. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you, the best salad I think I ever had in my life, Lorna Zemeckin made, and it had roasted squash in it. And she cut it into little squares and roasted it so it had all had the little, you know, dark, crinkly corners. Oh, that cr a little crunchy. crispy, yeah. yeah. But but that would be so good. I remember there was kale in her salad and lots of other stuff. But oh. um, that dressing would be so good over a salad with roasted squash. and um, Yeah. 
and kale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really good. It would be fabulous. Yeah, and and some toasted uh, pistachios chopped up. That would yeah. be delicious. What is There's the deal? A, a, Have we not eaten recently? I mean, I'm feeling like, <laughs> like everything sounds real good to me. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, around Christmas, you have to do all that cooking and baking for other people. And it has to be specific things. There's not a lot of, you know, you can't just pull a squash out of your pocket and make something. Everybody's like, ah, it's yeah. not a hammer, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And also, yeah. we are, if we are cooking for others, they're often absent because we can't all get together anymore. So, it, yeah. it you know, that also um, dictates to a certain degree what we can do. Yeah. So, yeah. There's this thing I put over squash that I like. It's a brown butter, brown butter, sage, like fresh sage and a lot of fresh sage. Brown butter, sage, maple syrup cinnamon, black pepper. Mm. It's good. It was a, um, a sauce in a recipe by Giada De Laurentiis that I got off the internet that she puts over gnocchi. And I think it was like sweet potato gnocchi that she made the sauce for. Yeah. And um, and anyway, I really like it just over squash, over just plain roasted sweet potato, roasted squash. It's really good. That's kind of an all-purpose, very wintry flavored thing. Mm, it sounds great. Hey, I have yeah. to apologize to our listeners for a, a random sound that happened from my phone. Um, I have an earthquake alarm thing uh, app on my phone. I don't know if you have one of those. Um, no. Uh-uh. Well, it's very informative and cr- always alarming because <laughs> there's there's earthquakes going on all the time. But apparently the earthquake alarm sound on my phone uh, cut you know, it comes on whether I have the sound turned off or not. So, oh. well, I didn't hear it. Oh, good. So maybe, so maybe heard, it didn't. Go I heard over it the on air. my headphones, and I would. Okay. If you all heard it out there, it's an earthquake. It has nothing to do with us. It, but if it, you didn't, don't run. But if you did, run. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, geez. <laughs> Uh, you know, the uh, challenges of not being in the studio together are more than just social, I got to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> really. So I was talking about, you know, you can't pull a squash out of your pocket because it's not ham and everybody expects ham at Christmas. But um, I had a lot of friends and um, I didn't even notice it until people were talking about Christmas after Christmas who made Mexican food for Christmas this year. Oh, yum. Yeah, like in the past, you know, I've always had friends that always do Italian food, whether it's lasagna or stuffed or something like that at Christmas. But yeah, so many people made tamales and one person just made chili. She had people come in at all different times and she's like, ah, they can just warm up a bowl of chili. That's dinner. (laughs) Hey, I think that's great. It's great winter food. Yeah, and I think that Christmas, like, everybody's going to make a turkey, you know, or something like it, or a chicken at Thanksgiving. But um, it seems like Christmas is becoming less of a, a big, fancy dinner. I I'm, I am in favor of that. I, not yeah. that I don't love big, fancy dinners. I do, but I don't think that they have to be date-specific. I, I just yeah. don't. I The pressure to... Um, step up and conform to what somebody you don't even know from generations ago decided was a holiday is annoying. Yeah. It's annoying to me. I'm annoyed by that. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't like it. 
So yeah. anyway, um, I, I love that. I love the idea of doing whatever it is you feel like doing. And also, yeah. whatever it is that can be absolutely delicious, but not require you to be a slave to the project for days before yeah. and yeah. days after. So yeah, yeah, we talk a lot about um, how many dishes any kind of recipe requires. <laughs> Yes. It's a consideration. That's all I'm saying. Mostly, it's me whining. <laughs> I'm on I the whine. I'm on the whine with you. Hey, we're running out of time, Linda Perkins. Happy New Year! I'm so happy to talk to you, phone or no phone. Happy New Year to you. See, uh, Happy New Year to everybody.